0: I just keep going, right? Like no matter what goes wrong in a race or whatever, like I just sort of like keep, I keep going, right? And it's like people who think they're not runners or like they don't look like runners because, like I said, like I was three hundred pounds, I've lost a hundred pounds, I still don't look like a runner. So it's like me trying to through run coaching and through everything, we need to tell people that like you can do it regardless of whatever it is that's going on in your mind. Like your body and mind are separate things and we kind of we need to bring those together
1: it's more than just your
2: Welcome to the clip out episode 150. This is Crystal O'Keefe.
1: And this is Tom O'Keefe. It's week whatever of the quarantine. Yeah. And you are my quarantine. (laughs)
2: You know what guys, I'm just going to be real honest. I'm not feeling this podcast today <laughs> I am in a really really bad mood. I'm ticked off that. I'm still at work I'm ticked off at the world and i've been fighting mad since I woke up this morning So i'm going to do my best to put that aside if I don't laugh at tom's jokes That's why I have no sense of humor today,
1: but rest assured. I am still funny.
2: Yes. Yes
1: So you can tell because she didn't laugh at that ha 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 there's anything I hate, it's when you fake it. Hey. <laughs> you got one. I got one. Okay.
2: Ooh,
1: you guys have to teach me how to limber up before we do one of these.
2: Well, we keep trying to tell you to exercise.
1: <laughs> so, uh, what do you have in store for people this week?
2: Uh, well, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that is affecting the fitness world since the world has completely started to self-destruct. Yes. And uh, that's pretty much it.
1: <laughs> it's going to be all that. No, there's yeah, lots it's of not, other stuff. It's not
2: really just about the coronavirus. It's just stuff that's affecting Peloton, affecting, you know, their competitors. And I put that in quotes, you know, things like that. Yeah. All, and then, of course, all the good stuff that you guys want to know. Things like what's going on with the instructors, what's new content, new that Celebrity of
1: thing. sightings. Exactly. Things like that. So. Before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts where you can go and rate and review and most importantly, subscribe so you'd never miss an episode. And I haven't said it for a while, so I think I'll point out, don't forget that we're available wherever you get your podcasts, even places like Spotify. So nice and easy to get it and don't feel like you can't subscribe or follow in multiple places. You never know where you're going to be. It's true. And you need access.
2: That is very true.
1: Have it there too. Just make your There's anything the last few
2: weeks have taught us? It's to be prepared. It's
1: that you never know. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we have a new review. Well, I want to hear it. This is from John Dell, NJ.
2: Okay, so New Jersey, presumably.
1: Presumably, okay. Your one stop for Peloton news. If you're like me and not on Facebook, then this should be your first stop for Peloton news. Crystal and Tom bring you all the latest in a fun and easy listen. Wow. I've been listening for over a year and look forward to each new episode. Keep up the good work. Leaderboard name, John Dell.
2: Well, thank you, John. With, That's one, with one L. One L. Thank you, John. That was a very, very nice review. And uh, if ever there were a day I could use some <laughs> cheering, this is today. So thank you.
1: And uh, also, while we are shamelessly plugging, don't forget that you can find us on Facebook at com slash The Clip Out while you're there, like the page, join the group, and You can also check out our brand spanking new website at theclipout.com and you can sign up for the newsletter while you're there and you will get all the weekly links and pictures and videos sent to you in one clean, concise email, boom, right to your inbox, nice and easy. So that's all of that. Let's dig in, shall we? Sure. It's time for News of the paladin. The Peloton wife is back. She is. She is. In a little different format this time. Yes. So uh, there's a thing called Cameo. Yes. Which is a website for celebrities.
2: We've actually talked about it on the show before. Because I think some of the instructors belong to it.
1: Okay. But uh, for celebrities that... I mean, you're not going to get Tom Hanks. Right. Right. But for a small fee, they'll record a special personalized video... That can't be a commercial, <laughs> says that.
2: I, I'm just laughing. You hold uh, up your finger to yes. make your point,
1: but you can get them to record a special message for you. And so, someone had her record a special message
2: to the guy who did the Citron report. Is my understanding? Yeah, that's like, my the way I'm reading. He was this.
1: like basically saying Peloton stock is a big giant turd, and you yeah. should short sell it.
2: So, for those of you who belong to the clip out group you might have seen this a couple of weeks ago from citron because mike kyle posted it and if you follow mike kyle on twitter you would have seen it there as well because he's always keeping us abreast of the technological information and he was not impressed to say the least with this piece of quote-unquote research because there is no facts to it whatsoever it's just like well i don't like it so it shouldn't do well i mean that's That's pretty much what it boiled down to. Right. And Mike Kyle, in a subsequent conversation, said that a lot of their predictions, I'm I'm calling all... There's a lot of quotes here, guys. So you have to picture them. That they are very... They're not true. They don't work out. (laughs) And he gave me a pretty high number, and I don't know if that's accurate, so I don't want to state it. Right. Because... We were both pretty ticked off when we were talking about it. Uh, So I don't want to put words in his mouth. But let's just say a high percentage don't happen. So if you haven't seen the video, it's pretty funny because she starts talking to the guy who wrote the actual research and says that, you know, well, it's going to take more than the coronavirus to take down a company like Peloton. Or no, it was more like the ad was going to take more. I don't know. She talks about that whole thing, and it's funny. Yeah. So.
1: So, uh, But yeah, but that's a fine example of something that uh, if you sign up for the newsletter.
2: Yes, you'll be able to get the, the whole video.
1: Yeah, nice and easy delivered to your inbox. So uh, also CNBC had an interesting article about how they are predicting that Peloton will do even better Post coronavirus.
2: Yeah. So did you read this one?
1: Yeah, I skimmed it. And basically they're saying that, you know, a lot of people are obviously talking about the fact that their stock is doing well at the moment because so many people are running out to buy a Peloton because they're stuck at home. Right. And that it could be short sighted. It could be short sighted that once once the crisis is over, that it'll all go back to normal. And this article basically says what we were saying, what, last week, two weeks ago, which is. First off, once you buy it, you're kind of locked in like you've got this major purchase. You're not going to stop using it. But that they think that part of the reason Peloton opened up their 90 day, their 90 day trial for the app was because they know how high the conversion rate is from the app to the bike. And so they're kind of using this as a way to lure people in because they know once they get there, they're going to dig it. And a lot of them are going to turn around and buy bikes. and so. They're basically saying that, like, if you think that this is going to people are going to go back,
2: you got you, another thing coming.
1: You got another thing coming. But.
2: So it's interesting because I feel like with all these stock market analyst people, it's either really pro or really against. There's like no yeah. middle ground. And, and I don't I don't really read them. Except for for Peloton. So, I don't know. Maybe they're always like that. I
1: think they're always like that because it's the internet and to cut through the clutter.
2: You got to take a stand.
1: Yeah, nobody's going to read an article about like, this stock is probably going to do okay-ish. Well, I know know?
2: know that they exist because in a former life, many, many moons ago, I actually valued partnerships. So, we did these valuations and... One of the things that I had to do as part of this job was I would go and do all the research of all the stocks that these partnerships owned. Right. And I had to find the backup for how you'd come up with those numbers. And so you had to find like good analysis right. to back it up. So there are medium ones out there, but I think they're more like on the financial sites that you can find. Not like when you dig into the financial research Things that you can find out there You have to pay for Right There's, there's some of that information But this
1: stuff is just like Yeah, because I think ultimately These sorts of sites That that are popping up on our radar I don't think they're designed To try to get you to take stock advice They're designed to drive clicks mm. So it's just It is the financial industry's version Of clickbait Interesting I think And that's why everything's like It's the best thing ever Buy one share And you'll be a billionaire Or If you buy this, you know, the president of the NASDAQ is going to come and punch you in the dick.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: So that's my theory. Gotcha. That's my theory anyway. Also, there have been a couple big stock sales of Peloton stock recently. I know William Lynch sold off a bunch.
2: Yeah, and I think there were two pretty major sales.
1: There was a holding company of some kind that, that unloaded a bunch, but...
2: But as you pointed out, and again, I think it was Mike Kyle that reached out to me, I think that they appeared to be, you know, like once it hits a certain number, do yeah. this. It wasn't like...
1: Because I know the one sold it like when it hit like, and I'm making up a number slightly, but it was like $24.51. And so it, like, it just made me think that they were like, when it hits twenty four fifty, unload this much. Right. Because uh, I think it's just some profit taking from these yeah, people. Yeah, that's what you know? I think
2: too. And there's no indication... Especially in the days post this, because it's been like a few days since right. they did that. Nothing else crazy has occurred. So I, I agree. That's yeah. what it was. But It's so know, interesting to note. Yeah, it is. And, okay. you know, some people got their, their feathers a little ruffled, but yeah. it turned out to be just fine.
1: Absolutely. And then we have a visit from the Peloton Prophet. We
2: do. Well, it, it was the Prophet actually visited us on Sunday.
1: That is true. We recorded a special video. We did. Uh, that we posted on Facebook. For people to see, but in case you did not see that video, we should probably revisit that information because it was important information and a lot of people were getting a little,
2: a little upset,
1: a little bent out of shape.
2: So last week on the episode, we talked a lot about, you know, Peloton was still filming and should they be and uh, that The Verge had written an article about that. So in case you didn't know, a lot of people are really emotional about this topic hmm. um, Including myself like I I don't mean that to pick on anybody who has strong emotions about it because I'm I'm not it's just a really really divisive topic so uh, there were lots of people that are you know as we start to dig into this you start at questioning like well what about the people who are cleaning the building what about the the camera crew? and how are they getting there and are they being safe and are they taking private cars I mean and we started to go down this whole rabbit hole of, like, what this looked like when none of us actually knew. Right. So, so I got a call from the Peloton Prophet. And the Peloton Prophet set me straight on a few things. Because for the first time ever, we had to close down a post. Like, we had to delete an was, entire thread. It was
1: getting very heated. It was. Because people were basically operating under the assumption that there were people going in to work for peloton and it was not safe and they did not want to but they didn't have a choice
2: yes and also that they're walking around the city of new york after they've done that and spreading around corona right which which, just to be clear i get it i get why everyone is scared and worried and i do not want to act like anybody concerned about this has nothing to worry about just to be very clear but anyway fast forwarding to the peloton prophet called us and said hey Here is what I'm seeing going on. One, only the people who want to be there have to be there. It is on a voluntary basis. You are not required to report to work. Apparently, there is banked a emergency PTO bucket and they are allowed to draw from that. So they are not they are not sitting at home making the choice. Do I do I work or get paid? Right. And those are the people that are coming in reportedly are only taking bike transportation, their own bikes, or walking. Those are the ways they're getting to work. And that's why you're seeing a very small selection of the instructors doing the same class, not the same classes, but doing classes. Right. It's not the entire spectrum
1: all. of instructors. It's if somebody lives in Queens, then they're not going to come in.
2: Exactly. Like Jen Sherman, she lives over in Jersey. She's not coming in. It's like she's staying at home where she should be. Right. And not taking public transportation. So you know, to me, this was really important to know because I felt like Peloton was making all the right choices. They have always done the things as a company that I want them to do as a consumer, not because I said so, because they're <laughs> making the right choices. Just to be clear, but it was it was a relief to hear that happening. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So we just uh, wanted to share that once again for people that maybe didn't see that video. Yep. And if you wish you had known this a couple days ago, all the more reason to like the page, join the group.
2: Absolutely. And and I just want to mention one other thing about this. There were rumors going around that production was going to stop on the 31st. And I pointed this out then, but I feel like people, again, are just very upset. They are only posting classes a day or two in advance. They're not posting all the live classes like they used to. And I think because of this voluntary measure right. and because they're not sure who all is going to be able to come in. So, you know, if you don't see a schedule don't panic like it's only out a couple of days and if it you know everybody thought oh there's no classes after the 31st and then a class popped up on the first and then I, they were like well but that's over in another country and I, even over on the uk page there was just kind of a freak out happening so um you know don't don't panic either way whatever your feelings on the situation are they should be filming they shouldn't be filming the point being that until we hear something from a official from Peloton, I think we just need to assume they're going to operate like this until this horrible, horrible situation is behind us or until they are absolutely told they must shut down.
1: Business Insider had an article about the New York City Food Bank charity ride.
2: Yeah. So the interesting thing about this is that it raised so much money and there was like no publicity. This was not done within the Peloton realm of Facebook the yeah. way it usually is. Sure. None of my typical contacts reached out to me. I knew nothing about this. And and other people have reached out to me and said, I didn't know anything about this. How did this happen? Yeah. So uh I just found that kind of interesting totally. all by itself.
1: And it was organized by uh, Axios business editor Dan Primack. Primak, Primac? I don't know. Let's say Primack. Okay. But yeah, he got over six hundred people to race for charity using their bikes or apps. And raised one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for the food bank for New York City.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's just amazing. And and of course, you know, that was inspired by what Peloton did last weekend right. when they had all those rides or maybe it was two weekends ago. All the days are running together. <laughs> but um, that's really cool. And I don't have all the details on it yet. But I heard there's going to be a similar kind of uh, grassroots kind of thing happening in Chicago. They are going to be raising it for their local food bank as well. They've reached out to us to let us know it's happening. And as soon as I have the details, then we will talk about it on the show and post about it. So keep an eye out because you'll be able to donate money directly to the Chicago Food Bank.
1: Awesome. You know, you were talking about just how you've been in kind of a bad mood (laughs) today. Yeah. And so what a great time. What a great, great time <laughs> to have part of your workout routine uh-huh. be about beating the shit out of something.
2: Oh my God, that's so true. It is true. Yeah.
1: I mean, people talk about what a release exercise is for them. And certainly, Peloton, whether it's the bike or the tread or yoga or what have you, is a great release. But so's punching something. Uh, yeah. So's punching something right in the goddamn throat. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> have you been using my fight camp without telling I, no, me
1: i have not but does the fight camp is there like a throat that you can punch do they have like i mean a th- you can pretend there's a throat could they make like a throat addition <laughs> like by you could buy like a like a throat pack that you could, <laughs> you could punch i don't know I don't know. We can ask. Okay. We
2: can ask. We can put it. Maybe they have like a uh similar to what Peloton does for Feature Friday. Right. Maybe they have something like that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen anything like that, but I know they're open to suggestions. So okay. maybe we'll reach out and see if they can put together
1: just just blue sky a
2: throat in, that you can punch. Just
1: blue sky now, in your fighting. Let camp, me ask you this. Yeah.
2: If they create one, are you gonna use it?
1: Well, no, it's still exercise.
2: Tom. <laughs> gonna waste my time asking
1: okay if they create one i will punch one throat okay Uh, one punch it It, won't be you guys
2: heard it here first it won't be
1: a very good punch why not because it's mine
2: well but if you have like all that pent-up anger i don't
1: really have anger
2: i know it's kind of annoying sometimes
1: (laughs) (laughs) sometimes my lack of anger makes you angrier
2: there's times could be
1: so, better not be my throat that you're thinking about punching.
2: I don't, I, I wasn't picturing they were going to do like a specific throat. No, I just they, meant
1: in your head, don't oh, have it be my yeah, throat. yeah, no, no, So, no. how has the throat punching been going?
2: It's been going great. Uh, I used it again this week. I, I've been kind of working through the prospect path, and I I worked out with a new instructor. Her uh, her name is Shani, Uh Shaney Smash.
1: What a odd turn of events <laughs> that she, her last name would be Smash, <laughs> and then she ends up Working in the boxing room. It
2: really, it really is. It's quite
1: the quinky dink. It
2: is. But, you know, it was, it was really great. She was very good at explaining what she wanted me to do. And it was a really, really tough workout. Y'all, like, I know that some of you are like, okay, it's a punching bag, you know, whatever. How different can it be? Okay, picture this. Not only are you punching the bag, but then you start doing squats and then punching the bag and then you do some planks and you punch the bag while you're doing the planks and then throw in some sit-ups at the top of the sit-up, punch the bag. She was not playing around like at all. And my stomach hurt and my arms hurt the whole next day. It was intense. And I mean that in the best way.
1: Yeah, I will say I was uh walking through the room to get a comic book cuz that's where I keep them. Right. And you were drenched.
2: Uh, yeah. Man, I couldn't believe my own selfie when I took the picture when I was done cuz that was only 15 minutes. Yeah. Now, I had just gotten done doing a tonal just before that. So I was like, "Oh, I'll throw in I'll throw in the cardio, you know?" Yeah. Who knew 15 minutes could do that?
1: <laughs> well, you do now. Yeah. Well, if you're at all interested, you can check them out at uh, joinfightcamp.com.
2: And in the, if you do buy one, then don't forget to tell them the clip out sent you in the survey that they do at the end.
1: Yes, please. So NordaTrack is kind of upping their game. Yeah. It's an interesting promotion they have going on.
2: It is. I mean, I do agree with that. But. I'll put it this way. If you're going to buy something besides Peloton, I don't think you can get hurt with a Nordic track. But when I say get hurt, I mean, financially, right? (laughs) Um, Because because you could get hurt with a Nordic track. One of the things that they have that I really don't like is that they they create a situation where they increase the resistance for you. And I really, really don't like that because there are so many people, especially when you're new, you don't know what you can handle or what you can't handle. So to put a person in a situation where it's just everybody's going to go up this hill, we're all going to go together. I don't think that's a great idea. No, I get that. I can't even picture like my parents on one of those, you know. Like, yeah. why? Why is it going up, honey? I don't understand, you know. <laughs> I didn't tell it to do that. So anyway, um, but if you're looking for a deal and you just don't want to do Peloton, or maybe you can't afford Peloton, this is now available for $39 a month, but that is paying off the bike and your membership all built into one fee.
1: So it's basically they're throwing in a bike, mm-hmm. which It makes you wonder how sturdy can that bike be? Well, not even that so much is like it makes me wonder if they're not seeing the same benefit as people kind of coronavirus panic by home equipment. If they're not getting the same bump that other fitness outlets are, because that seems like a pretty steep sale to be having
2: well you know maybe they're not because i would think a lot of people who are buying nordic track might be on the older age sure of the spectrum yeah and um there's just a whole bunch of like when you get to a different generation they look at it differently right and so maybe maybe they're not like this is a good time to go out and buy exercise equipment if that is even happening
1: yeah and you know they might be p- getting sales also just because peloton so swamped some of the delivery times are getting long, and so there might be people out there that are like, well, if I can get an order truck, I guess I'll get that.
2: Yeah, that is that is true.
1: Which is a shame. It is a shame. But
2: I've even heard that some people are complaining about Peloton delivering them on the doorsteps. They don't like that.
1: I get why they don't like that, but I also get why they're doing it. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, it's, and
2: it's the right call, it it is like, just absolu- to be clear.
1: It is absolutely the right call, not just for... The safety of the people who don't like it, but the safety of the people who have to deliver it. Exactly. But but, uh, it's, yeah, definitely a little short-sighted. Yes. On the people complaining.
2: Yeah. That was more of just like a little side note I wanted to throw in there. Yeah. But um, yeah. So if you really want to get one, there you go.
1: There it is. So uh, there was an article in the Scarsdale News (laughs) about a Scarsdale-based Peloton Facebook group.
2: Yeah, it's all. I mean, it's just like I. We just thought this was kind of fascinating that in the middle of all this, there's this group, Scarsdale's Pedal Over Panic, and uh, they are focused on all things Peloton. So the treadmill, the app, and the bike, and they're just like raking in the miles while they're completely locked down. And it's a group (laughs) that apparently only started because of the coronavirus or at least this challenge only
1: started because of it the whole article is kind of a little weird like i'm thinking like maybe the person who wrote it is in the group
2: i don't know if they're in the group but i do know that uh, tanya singer who is the person who kind of started this whole thing according to this article i have definitely seen her around in the peloton pages
1: yeah and it's just funny because it's like first off it's a pretty lengthy article it's it is it I mean it's a long article it's a well written article like I'm not bagging on it but but for something that is kind of like not that uncommon of a news thing of people started a Facebook group about Peloton and then especially when they're like it launched on March 11th and it already has 116 members and I'm just like <laughs> again it's hyper local like right. that like so I'm not even bagging on it but it just I I am I do kind of like scratch my head and I'm like what about this man because i I picture (laughs) i don't know how big
2: scarsdale is but i picture it like when i lived in uh you know locally i lived in jefferson county and they had like a local newspaper down there yeah and uh they would they would post all the community news so you would see birth notices and marriages and all kinds of things like that and of course other things going on throughout the the neighborhood and so I kind of pictured it as one of those local newspapers like that. So I think that's why. And this was all about local life. So I think that they were, they really like the idea that if they can't see each other outside, they could see each other inside on the bike. So they were still connecting with their physical neighbors in a different way. And I think that's what kind of struck people about it. Okay.
1: And ultimately, I don't even really know where Scarsdale is. I don't know. Maybe there's more than one Scarsdale. Maybe like I was thinking it was bigger, but maybe there's a smaller one.
2: That's a really good question.
1: But I do know that uh, Greece is coming to the Edgemont. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Edgemont High School. Yeah, maybe this is smaller.
2: <laughs> see.
1: So anyway, it was a nice article. I'm not trying to be mean about it. No, really and
2: it was really fun too. The way that they it, it was nice to see it celebrated, and I like that it was like one of our own in the news and like also it didn't come to us it didn't pop up in any of our normal places so it was kind of fun to find it
1: i was just digging around on the internet and and doing a search doing a deep dive and there it was and i was like well this i'm like have you heard of this and you hadn't and i was like holy cow it's a pretty rare day that i find something that you have not already been made aware of that's true so that is true well pat on the back to me good job tom and there, uh something else I found.
2: Yes, you were on a roll last I week. I
1: was. Uh, a new Peloton celebrity sighting.
2: So tell us about the celebrity.
1: Terry McMillan.
2: There's people who don't know who that is, so you have to give some details.
1: So she is a very famous author, mm-hmm. and she wrote How Stella Got Her Groove Back and Waiting to Exhale. She's written many other things, but those, I think, are the, the two books that the you know which both got turned into a movie right those are, i think the two her the two works that the uninitiated are most likely to know
2: i would agree with that
1: and so uh i just thought that was really cool
2: it is really cool you've been finding all kinds of people on twitter
1: i have i've just been kind of doing some searching on there just to see what pops up and she popped up talking about how much she is enjoying her peloton during this time
2: well that's really cool i'm glad i'm glad that it's Working for so many people on so many levels.
1: Absolutely. And then the Wall Street Journal had an article about Stephen Curry.
2: So I think people call him Steph Curry. S-
1: Stephen Curry? Just Steph. Steph? I think. Okay.
2: You know I'm not good with the sports.
1: Same. <laughs> but he is a huge Peloton fan. Yes. We should also say that we noticed in the background of his one of the pictures of his workout room that he also has a tonal.
2: Yes. And, and his wife works out on both as well. Okay. So Tonal and Peloton, yeah. they both do that.
1: And I guess he's got the whole team. So is he Globetrotter? I don't know.
2: I think he's <laughs> I think he's just a, a basketball, like, you know, what NBA star.
1: No, I know. I was trying to figure out what team he was on. I have no but idea. But I don't know. I,
2: oh, I'm sorry, guys. We should know this. Did you know he's the best shooter in the history of basketball? Really? Yep.
1: Better than Meadowlark Lemon? <laughs>
2: I mean, it literally says that as the first line of this
1: article. That he's better than Metal Arc Lemon?
2: It says he's the best shooter in the history of basketball. And I have to sign in because it's Wall Street Journal. And I'm not logged in on this stupid computer.
1: I know, I'm not either.
2: Hang on, let me pull it up on my phone. This is ridiculous. This is the kind of mood I've been in all day, you guys. (laughs) Right here, you're seeing it live. Ugh. Okay. Alright. So... It's and, and just so you know, they call him Stephen in this, like S-T-E-P-H-E-N, or Stephen, I don't know, yeah. but they don't call him Steph, put it that okay. way. Well, anyway, he had been stuck at home for more than two weeks, and he couldn't shoot a basket. So even though he's the best shooter of all time, he didn't have a place to shoot. Well, so, that's
1: weird. Do you think most of those guys have some sort of at least a miniature court at their house because it's kind of the gig and they got the money?
2: I agree. It's surprising. But I guess when you have like a gym that you'd constantly work out in. Yeah. Well, (laughs) so his wife ordered him a hoop that he could put up in his driveway. But get this, Tom. Yes. You guys have a little bit in common. He said the solution caused another problem because he got overwhelmed looking at the manual. (laughs) (laughs) He says after what could only be described as a pretty serious effort, Curry finally succeeded at his unexpected assembly job. It only took him five hours. Oh, that
1: does sound like me. (laughs) That would so be me.
2: He said, but this is not you. I was very confident in myself going in. That was shot down pretty quick.
1: (laughs) Yes, I would have started with no confidence at all. (laughs) You would have. I I have no illusions. (laughs) So that was pretty funny. That was pretty cute. But yeah, so they they go on to talk about Peloton and that I guess he's got the like, he's challenging other people on the team and they're all starting to like incorporate it into their workouts.
2: Yeah, he says that uh, NBA players are communicating by Zoom even as they have no clue when they'll see each other again next and when they'll play again or when they need to be peaking in their conditioning. They are keeping in shape while sheltering in place which is a a bit like training for a marathon that it could be three weeks or three months. So they're stuck between tapering and the basketball equivalent of running 20 miles. So the Warriors... That's, Warriors. That's the team you know he's on.
1: there are so many people oh like... Oh my god,
2: they're yelling at us. Yelling
1: at their podcast <laughs> delivery device. They're like, come on. I saw a thing once on Twitter where somebody said, the closest you will ever come to feeling like a ghost <laughs> is when a podcast doesn't know something and you do. <laughs> and you're just screaming it at your iPhone.
2: Yep, we couldn't hear you. Sorry. Okay, so... Here's what happens. They ride together as a group almost every morning. And it says that the invitation goes out on a Slack group. Uh, Apparently, he skipped one because he didn't see the message. And then a maniacally competitive bicyclist named Draymond Green attempts to destroy everyone around him, according to the person, a person familiar with the rides. (laughs) Uh, so Curry says in the tour de Warriors, I'm above average, but I'm not on the podium yet. I have to figure out how to get there. There's always something to shoot for.
1: It's funny to think that someone that worked at that level is still has people that he can't keep up with.
2: Absolutely. And right. That should
1: give inspiration and solace to everyone.
2: Also, not that he's listening, but keep in mind, people's bikes are jacked.
1: There is also that.
2: So. Not everybody, but there are those. So you really can't compete equally. What a fun story. Yeah. It's a feel good story and all this doom and gloom.
1: We could use a few of those. Oh, yes. Speaking of workout equipment in your home. Yes. You can still win a tonal.
2: You can. You can.
1: It's very, very simple.
2: I hope you are going out and answering the questions every week because this week, by the time this airs, week four... The question for week four will yeah. be up.
1: So if you go to the clipout.com slash tonal, very easy. Mm-hmm. And we'll also put it in the the newsletter and put it on our Facebook page and all that. But if you just can't wait for all that clipout.com slash tonal, you can go there, enter. You, there'll be a, a question a week and you got to answer the question to enter. But there's also all sorts of other things that you can do to enter, like share it with friends or follow Crystal on Instagram or find uh, a tonal on Instagram or Facebook or whatnot. It's all sorts of different ways to get extra entries, which people have really been gobbling up.
2: Yes. Yes. It's very competitive. All the different. uh, I love looking at the they have a leaderboard and it shows you how many actions each person has taken. And since you don't win that way, specifically, I'm not going to say who's at the top of that leaderboard. Right. But it's fascinating to watch y'all, and uh, some of you are very crafty. And that's all I'm going to say about
1: that. <laughs> but it's within the rules. It is. If it's, it's a third party software, and if they allow it, then they allow it. I'm but just, they just,
2: it's noted. But I'm just saying. I'm oof. just saying.
1: But we're watching you We're
2: watching and we're, we're watching And
1: we're silently judging
2: <laughs> And I love all these uh, people Totally shit-talking each other Yeah You know <laughs>
1: Everybody's
2: like I'm gonna win No, I'm gonna win <laughs> It got a little heated On our Zoom call
1: It did This week Yeah
2: Some people wanting some extra entries For the Zoom call it didn't get heated. It was just tons of fun. No,
1: it was just people being fun. But yeah. uh, but the Zoom call was also fun.
2: It was very fun. We we turned it into a cocktail hour uh, because Terry Shelley suggested it, and only Terry Shelley and I drank. But that's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At least you weren't drinking alone. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, those are we. That's our second one now, and yeah. the, those are fun, and we hang out for an hour or so. And yeah, and uh, if if you would like to be included on the next one, that's a yet yet another fine reason to join the group. On Facebook because that's where we post The links
2: you know uh, people keep Telling me they're not hearing about this so um, Let me also say that You can change your settings so that you get Notifications when we post so You might want to go in and do that if you Don't know how and you're interested Reach out to Tom or I and we will Hook you up
1: yeah we'll explain it but uh, But yeah you can get notifications whenever We post and you don't post that much
2: no I don't. it's
1: not like you'll suddenly start Getting peppered with notifications it's just When we see a story or something we post but that is a good way to be able to partake in that if you would. Like
2: yes. To. And uh, I will also say that um, look for them on the weekends and I'm going to try to start doing a group ride or run on the weekends. I'm just going to start posting when I'm working out. You guys can either join or not join. But, you know, we had some we had some folks ask about that and we enjoyed the group. Well, I enjoyed the group. <laughs> Uh, bicycle ride that we did that was a lot of fun so we'll keep doing that as well but uh, it's really great to connect with people in a different way and uh, it kind of just turned into a fun Q&A last time and it was a lot of fun hearing hearing from everybody we had a horse on the zoom call
1: we did have a horse how many
2: of you guys can say in all the zoom calls you've been on lately working from home how many of you had had horses
1: not counting horses ass
2: no no a real horse that's
1: a different thing
2: and this horse's name was ace he was an ace. <laughs> I know it was cheesy. I don't care.
1: And then uh, dance cardio is here.
2: It is. Man, what a great time. Timing. I really think this is something they were going to announce at uh, Homecoming. Yeah. I think this was part of their new features, but they went ahead and dropped it. They would put up five new classes last week for dance cardio. And I'm so glad they did because it just feels like you're at a dance party Except you don't have to be in front of other people when you do it. (laughs) Unless you're at our house and Tom's videoing.
1: (laughs) I thought the listeners might want to see you dance. That
2: was terrible. And my son. (laughs) We were having so much fun, though, and that is what matters. Absolutely. What a great way to spend uh, 20 minutes with with a 15-year-old who doesn't want to do anything besides play video games. Like, for real, I got him up off the couch and he loved it. He had a great time doing it.
1: You. did got tired out because you had just I done a, I did two other a, workouts. I think a run and a tonal. Yeah. And, uh, but he kept going even he when he stopped. So he must have been having fun. <laughs> he was. And then finally uh, there's a new line dropping.
2: Yes. This uh, is brand new information. Yes. Brand new from the Peloton Profits. So that's two visits. You're yeah. welcome. April 4th. New line. Look for it.
1: So tune up your computers <laughs> so you can hop in there and Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses...
2: So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order.
1: Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout.
2: That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. At it.
1: Yep. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via the magic of Skype phone is Tamara Chella. Hi. That Hi,
0: is, how are you guys?
1: That good. That is a fun name to say.
0: <laughs> it really I
1: is. I have a weird question for you about your okay. name. Okay. Have you found throughout your life that people tend to refer to you first and last name all at once because it's got such a flow? Tamara Chela.
0: No, actually, most people call me Tammy. They don't even call me Tamara. Okay.
1: Oh. I've, I've stumbled across people yeah. like this in my life that people call by their first and last name. Because like, it's just easier? Because uh-huh. like, I used to work with a guy Yeah, named,
2: and it slows.
1: Yeah. I used to work with a guy named Joe Barr.
2: And everybody just said Joe Barr?
1: <laughs> everybody just called him Joe Barr. Like, <laughs> no matter what, people would be like, hey, Joe Barr. <laughs> and I'm like, you kind of sound like a Star Wars character. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> oh, you just made it out of the Sarlacc pig, thanks to Joe Barr. <laughs> so, I don't know.
3: Yeah. That's well, probably that, all
1: that's probably all I'll have to bring to the equation <laughs> for the interview. So you
2: know. Now that we went down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Or started star, star
1: void. pit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: so <laughs> how did you find Peloton? <laughs> <laughs> how did I find Peloton? I found Peloton I wanna say it's like been three years now. I don't know. Got back into the swing. I was like working out and I was taking spin classes at the gym and My schedule is very hectic with work and being in school and everything. And I was like, there has to be a way that I can like just take classes online. And like fortunately it existed because if it didn't, I would be rich right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But so I found the app and like after I found the app, I didn't even realize that there was a bike at first. Like I just started taking classes on on the app and then I was like, oh, wait, there's a bike. And I tried the bike the first time at um, I was traveling and I was in studio three in Chicago. Oh yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is nice. <laughs> this is nice. Like this is way better than the spin bike at the gym. And uh yeah, I, I bought one like right away. I'm, like came <laughs> and planned it out and I yeah, a
1: few years ago. So I'm curious, when you search for it, when you search for something like that, how did you find the app but not the bike did you like just search in the app store to see if there was something or were you like doing a google search
0: i google searched like online spin classes and peloton the app was like the first thing that came up and i feel like they're i, not like, doing I it. downloaded it it was free for seven days and i think the first class i took was with robin and like she like fisherman like hook line and sink <laughs> me into it
2: <laughs> uh, fisherman <laughs> I feel like that's interesting because I'm hearing more of that lately that because uh, we just interviewed somebody the other day that kind of had a similar uh, mm-hmm. background, but they didn't know that there was even an app and or there was even a bike. And I, I'm like, are they just not pushing the bike whenever they're pushing
0: the app? Like, I, I, want- I feel like it's so, like over the past few, like you can't turn on the TV for 15 minutes without seeing a commercial now. Yeah. Right. So like that, I feel like. If you're missing the bike at this point, like okay. you're, you're, you're you're missing out on something. I have because it's it's everywhere.
1: I have a marketing theory. Okay. I wonder if they're pushing the app for people that are maybe price sensitive to the bike. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll get them in on the app. I mean,
2: that's kind of what they said on their earnings yeah. call. That that's even why they lowered the price of the app because right. they wanted to. Because they're seeing in their results that a lot of people, once they start on the app, are like, okay, I'll get the bike. You got me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. You found. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it was about three years ago. And, and mm-hmm. so what was your fitness like at that time?
0: So I had just started working out again. So like my like past history, I was like over 300 pounds at one point. I like lost a hundred pounds and like, it's kind of like ebbed and flowed with like really being into like working out and like I don't want to work out at all kind of thing. <laughs> um, So I had just started like i working out like I joined the gym by my job so I could work out every day during lunch. So like that's kind of like where I was at was just like getting back into like the flow of like heavily working out like six days a week.
2: Okay. And then yeah.
0: I know that you started with marathons. Where did that come into all of like your journey, your peloton journey? So. Like mean, not long after I started like with the app and like working out again, I was approached by a colon cancer charity to run the New York City Marathon for them and raise money. And so my dad is a colon cancer survivor. and when he was in the hospital and when he was sick, we literally sat down and watched the New York City Marathon one day, and he was like, "You should do that." And, like, at the time, I'm, like, 312 pounds. I'm, like, sure, Dad. I'll, you know, get right on that. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're, like, here's and a thought. Like, go F yourself.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, like, when, like, I got the email from the Coley Cancer Charity, it kind of was, like, that, like, sort of, like, perfect little, like, wow, like, this would be, like, a really cool thing to do in, like, honor of him because it was his idea and all of that. And, like, it was just, like, one of those, like, I didn't even think about it. Like, I, I printed the application and I faxed it in and, and as soon as like I hit the send button on the fax, I was like, oh,
3: no. <laughs> oh dear God,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? What did I just do? Like now I actually have to run this damn thing. Like the money part, I didn't even think about raising the money part of it. It was just like, <laughs> oh, God, now I have to like run 26 miles. And so after like the fear and everything, I could call my dad. I was like, guess what I'm doing? And he was like, oh, that's nice. What and I was like, what? right? And I was like, "Don't you remember? Like you said this when he was in the hospital." He was like, "No." Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> now I've done all
3: um, this. You're, you're, now, you're like, like,
1: I've been scarred for years. <laughs> <laughs> and,
3: you know. Pretty
0: much. Pretty much. I was like, "Okay, great, thanks, Dad." Um, but I ran. I ran. I, I trained and I ran it, and it wasn't. I mean, I'm not Bex at all. I'm, <laughs> you know, back in the pack runner. You know, I get to the finish line like out of breath on all fours and that's fine. But so after I ran the first one, it kind of like it's this weird addiction, right? It's like, all right, with that. I hated it. Let's do it again. I know. Right? What and, is that? I don't even
2: understand <laughs> it. It doesn't even
0: make sense.
1: I don't understand it.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, we know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when you decided to run the marathon, Like you had not done any preparation before deciding? You just were like... No,
0: not at all. I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. And I think, so normally you're supposed to have like 16 weeks of training before the marathon. I think I had about 12. So I signed up like 12 weeks out. And so this was like so long ago. Like Matt Wilfers still had marathon training plans on his website. So it was like running and it incorporated the bike and it had everything. So I followed his beginner plan
1: for my first race. Wow, that
0: I I am yeah oh, stunned.
1: I yeah I'm like I'm like toggling <laughs> back and forth between like impressed and a little appalled. <laughs> <laughs> like even though you've already done it and accomplished it and came out the other side okay, I'm still retroactively worried for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how how many up every day it's fine? How many days of recovery did it take after you were done? So during the race i actually ended up with a stress fracture in my foot <gasps> yeah it was 2017 and it was like raining and i slipped and like so if you guys are familiar with the new york city marathon right before you come onto the 59th street bridge which is supposed to be like the worst part of the race every time i like put my foot down the pain just shot up my leg mm. and i was like oh no and i was like this is not going to be good so then i was like running walking limping crying for, like the remainder of the race but I'm like I'm not stopping like I'm not and
1: how long not is that like I just
0: have to keep going
1: how yeah. long was left um, the race?
0: I think that's a, I think that's about mile 15 or 16 oh okay, okay. Um, so I still had 10 good to go chunk, yeah. wow. wow so people who were tracking me like I, I start getting all these text messages they're like you're slowing down like what happened and I'm like everything is fine, and I like put my phone in airplane mode. I'm like, I'm not dealing with anybody right now. Also, why did they ever think you would answer? Right. right?
1: I feel like you got a text from your dad that was like, oh, is that today?
0: (laughs) Thankfully, my parents were At the finish line. And I did text them because I gave them like my, you know, uh, projected finish time. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be a little bit longer. (laughs) Um, Go get some lunch. Yeah, I finished. (laughs) And then after that is when we found out that I had a stress fracture in my foot. But I was like, all right, we're going to we're going to do another one. We're going to keep going. And that's when I found out about the world marathon majors. So like there's six marathons all over the world. You run them and get this. Literally, you get a special piece of iron. Like I'm doing all of this for a medal. A really but. cool medal. <laughs> it's really cool. And not that many people have one. But, like, I ran to Chicago, and I had a brace on my thigh, because I had terraformis syndrome. And the brace ripped my leggings, and then there's, like, blood gushing out of my thigh. <sighs> so, like, I threw the, the brace away and, like, finished the race. with. I have never had such horrible, like, skin chasing in my life. Oh, my God. Um, Berlin, Paris. Oh, what happened in Berlin? Oh, Berlin. I drank there whatever they were giving out on like the race course, it was like some kind of weird beet juice. And I ended up throwing up twice. Um, oh. London was good. London was a good race. There was beer stops. So London was fun. Um, <laughs>
3: it was <laughs> a fun throwing up. <laughs> it's fun throwing up on beer. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> I ran the Boston marathon last year. So I ran Boston for charity last year. Raised a ton of money for Dana Farber. And like, I want to say like, Seven days before the race, my dog gave me a concussion. What? And wait, you got it back Yeah. Up. Okay. So, Hold on. We got to understand how your dog
2: gave you a concussion. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm like, can you be okay, in so, an abusive relationship with a dog? How does that
0: work? <laughs> he's 110 pounds. He's a big, giant boy, and he sleeps on my bed. And so when he gets into bed, he like he makes his bed right. Like he puts his blanket in his mouth. He shakes it out. Oh my god. Just <laughs> this like weird sort of me climbing into the bed as he was shaking his head and he his giant head hit me in the temple and like totally passed out like saw stars the whole thing my sister's a nurse I called I'm like I think I might have a concussion she was like I think you have to go to the doctor so I went to the doctor and he was like yeah he's like you should not be doing this and I was like it was too late to defer and I was like I'm I'm gonna do it and mostly because of the fundraising so i ended up i passed out at mile like between mile 10 and 11 didn't stop some wonderful man next to me like grabbed me and like when i came to and he was like let's go to medical and i was like no if i go to medical they're gonna make me stop like i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna keep going and i finished the race but i didn't finish in enough time so i ran the whole boston marathon last year and it doesn't count
1: Oh. oh how much did you miss it by
0: Like 20 minutes. No. (laughs) Yeah. And my sister lives in Boston. So she like, you know, that like what they call like that iconic turn onto Boylston Street. Like I see her on the corner. She has flowers, balloons. She's so happy for me. And I am bawling. (laughs) And so she finally like reaches me. And she's still, she's so excited. Like she thinks that I'm crying because I'm so happy. And I was like, no, like I need to do this effing race again. Like (laughs) it didn't count. Like nothing. I just did like nothing counts. And she was like, oh, <laughs> like, sorry. Like, you just saw, like, all of, like, the joy just, like, drain from her from her oh. face. Oh. It's like, yep. Okay, that's heartbreaking.
3: It is. So
0: yeah. how many yeah. marathons, including Boston, because we include uh-huh. Boston, yeah. even if they don't. Yes. How many marathons yes. have you run? So, so far, it's been six. Wow. And then I have Tokyo on March 1st of this year. And then I am back in Boston again uh, this year. Wow. Yeah, this year I'm running for um a charity called Team Inspire. And all of my friends who like know this is my story and everything are like, Yeah, that's that that's the team for you. And why um, is because, Yeah? Go ahead. No, I was gonna say and why? <laughs> you already were going there, sorry. <laughs> 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 oh no, because just because like everything like I just keep going, right? Like no matter what goes wrong in a race or whatever, like I just sort of like keep I keep going. Right. And it's like people who think they're not runners or like they don't look like runners because like I said like I was 300 pounds I lost 100 pounds I still don't look like a runner so it's like me trying to through run coaching and through everything we need to tell people that like you can do it regardless of whatever it is that's going on in your mind like your body and mind are separate things and we kind of we need to bring those together
2: and who cares if you look like a runner? Lose right, 100 exactly. pounds. That is phenomenal. Yeah. And I hope you are really proud of that because that is amazing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You
1: know what makes you but look like, like a I, runner? Running. Running.
0: <laughs> running. Putting on the sneakers. Yeah. Like I coach other girls and they, we start them out with like sort of like a personalized like coach to 5K, couch to 5K program. And it's like, you know, oh, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to do the running part. Why? Like, yes, you are. Like, you absolutely are. You know, or it's like people will start running and like the different Facebook groups will be like, you know, I was out and like all these runners passed me and they were going so much faster. I don't feel like a runner. Who cares? Like yeah. you're out there and you're putting in the work. You're a runner. And so over the weekend, I ran the Miami half marathon and uh it was, it was hot. It was really, really hot. Like body wasn't prepared for it. But around mile 13, there was a woman and she was walking. And there was a a gentleman on the side, and he starts yelling at her, like, you didn't come this far to walk. This woman stopped her race, went over to the side, got in this man's face, and said, I'm out here. What are you doing? I was like, yes! (laughs) Um, She said other colorful things that I won't say on here, but, like, I'm like, yes! Like, that was the highlight for me yesterday. Like, she was doing what she had to do, and, like, you're out there, you know what I mean? Like, I'm out here, you're not, shut up. I'm really glad you said that because whenever
2: I was doing my little my one half marathon that I've done, which was part of the relay for the half Ironman and Mm -hmm. uh, in Atlantic City. And there were people that were like, you know, run, run your walkings. Don't don't walk. And. I felt very ashamed because I mean, it's hard not to feel that way. Like everybody else is running and you're
0: at the back of the pack and you're walking and it sucks. It It sucks. (laughs) As long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other, it doesn't matter how you get there. And like with a lot of runners too, like there's like the Galloway method, right? Where like you specifically run and walk for periods of time and like people are always like, Oh, you know, well, this isn't really running. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes, it absolutely is.
1: If you complete within the time, that they, counts. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah.
2: It's, I mean, even if you walked the entire thing, that's still more than most people do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If I drive 26.2 miles, I count it as a marathon. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, maybe sure. you're too easy on yourself, Tom. No, you no.
1: I was out there, though.
2: No, you weren't. Oh,
3: that's
1: true. <laughs> it wasn't you all. were in the car. <laughs> Maybe and the windows down.
0: Traffic. I'll give it to you if there's traffic. <laughs> <laughs> don't give it to him. Don't
3: be mean. She's helped me
1: out. <laughs> don't be mean to the guest. I say this to her all the time. I normally cut it out, but I say it a lot. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: okay, so back to the weight loss. How did you yes. lose the weight? What what changes did you make? So honestly, complete like transparency. Some of it was not the most healthy way. I stopped eating for a while and got very dizzy and very sick and like nobody could figure out what was wrong. And like you, it comes to that place where everybody's like, Oh my God, like you're losing so much weight. You look so great. Right. And it's like, people never really know like what's behind that. So it's like, as somebody who struggled with my weight since I was like eight years old, like finally sort of like losing weight and like getting that recognition it was like, okay, like I'm doing something right until you realize like, no, I'm actually making myself very sick by doing this. So I lost a lot of it a bad way. And then after that, I sort of started just really just paying attention to the things that I was eating. I'm not a person, if I track my food, it becomes obsessive, right? So like, I can't, I can't do that. But I am more like aware of things. And I have to say, like, running 100 miles every week helps. Good um, Lord. I do have a sweet tooth, right? <laughs> like, I try not to also deprive myself, right? Because like, that's like the other thing. Like, as soon as you say something is off limits like 1130 at night like what do you want like you want the one thing that like you couldn't have all day yeah so like really like working with that i've worked with nutritionists in the past and like i finally have like a good handle on everything but most of it was not lost in the best way okay so not recommended that anybody yeah yeah don't do that (laughs) you need to eat and like that's like the other thing like you'll be in like i'll be in different facebook groups and like even friends of mine and like you know, they'll start talking about these like crazy diets. And I'm like, Ugh, like no, like, like I've been there, right? Like yeah. we need to think like long term, like, yes, like cutting out, I don't know, however many calories you're, you're dropping down to a day. And, you know, at the end of the week, you might have lost five pounds. But like long term, like, what does that look like? Long term for your health? What does that look like long term when like you finally like pick up the fork and have a piece of cheesecake again, all that kind of stuff. So I am not a professional in any sense of the word. <laughs> But I do try to, like, use my past experience to, like, sort of, like, help people, like, see the other side of things.
2: Which I think is great. So mm-hmm. if you're running 100 miles a week, though. Like, no, I was
0: totally exaggerating. No, okay. not 100. I was like,
2: good <laughs> I'll this- Lord, What Do you work? Because I have no <laughs> idea. Like, you, I mean, for real, I, I know you said you're in the back of the pack. But, like, legit, I am so slow that, like to do that many miles. Cause there are people yeah, no. that do a hundred miles a week. That's a thing.
3: Not yeah. No, I,
0: yeah, <laughs> no, I probably, I'm probably well right now. I'm like at the peak of like training. So I'm probably averaging right now between 40 and 50 a week. Wow. Yeah. That's still great. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of miles when you're
2: running. Cause like, I mean, if you think about it and put it into perspective, if you ran, like you said, six days a week and you're running, Five miles a week, that's only 24 miles. You, or 25 yeah. miles every time you do it, six times four is only 24. So, like, you're running so many miles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there for people, especially people who listen, who only ride the bike. Like, 40 miles yes. sounds like nothing when you're on a bike. But comparatively, for a week, for a week time period, right. that mm-hmm. doesn't sound like that much. But, my God, running, thats whew, that's brutal. Do you have like a bunch of like injuries all the time? I mean, it sounds like you've had so many as you've done them for the marathons, but it sounds like it was the
0: day of. So, yeah. So the stress fracture was day of. The only thing that I really battled for a while was they said it was piriformis syndrome. So like just like kind of like butt pain that like shot down my thigh. And so in the sort of my off season, I joined a gym again and like started lifting heavy weights to like build up my my thighs and my butt and like all of that. And I have to say, and I'm not near anything that's wood. So if you are, please knock on it. That I haven't had that problem since I have started lifting. That's great. That is yeah. Good to Yeah. And that's something that runners also need to like get behind. They're like, oh no, I don't want to lift weights. I'm a runner. No, like you need to, right? Like, yes, it's a cardio activity, but like every single muscle in your body is working when you're running. And like, we need to make sure that those are strong. Like I said, I... 12 weeks before a marathon, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So like now that like I've sort of like I have become a coach, and like I have this knowledge now. It's like now it all kind of like comes together and makes sense.
2: I think especially when you're starting out with running because you're using so many. I know that that a lot of people who listen ride the bike. And if you were to start switching to running, you think you're using the same muscles. But in yeah, my experience, you're, you're using completely yeah. different muscles. And so I think that that strength training is super important as you first Mm -hmm. start out with running because everything's not really where it should be if you're like me and you sit in office all day. Like, (laughs) none of those muscles are in good shape. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So
0: how did you become a coach? You said you're a coach. Tell us about that. I feel like I started getting into it. I think as I was like in my cycle for like my second set of marathons, I was like, I need to understand this for myself, right? Like I was paying a coach some of the things he was saying was he sense to me. Other things weren't. I'm like, I can do this myself, right? Like, I can, like, go and, like, learn and, like, figure this all out. So I took the class, passed the test, and now I'm a coach. Is there anything that you're afraid of? Because
2: from what I can tell, you just decide you're going to do something and then you go do it.
0: Oh, that's totally me. That's just <laughs> me. That's who I am as a person. Like, I'm also, like, so I graduate in May. I'm getting my doctorate. And that's, like, another thing where it's like, yeah, let's, let's try this. Like, let's do this. And, like, I applied. And then, oh, well, you actually got accepted and now you have to do the work. But yeah, no, that's kind of like who I am. It's like I see something and it's like, oh, yeah, I could do that. And then I do my best to make it happen.
1: What's your doctorate Um, in?
0: So my doctorate is in entrepreneurial leadership and education. So I was a teacher for for a really long time and now I work in the nonprofit space. So it's about all about improving education.
2: Okay. Okay, that's awesome. Is your goal to use that to like teach at the
0: collegiate level, or yes? Okay, yeah, that sounds. Yeah, like I do a that class now, like on the side, because I don't have enough to do. But yeah, I'm doing that now on the side, and as soon as I graduate, hoping to move that to my full time position.
2: How do you have time for running <laughs> and working out? Like, where's and coaching? Where I don't I'm know- tired all of the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> it's like my alarm goes off at like. Four o'clock in the morning, and like that's usually when I get schoolwork done, and then like I go to the gym at like six. By the time I get home at like seven o'clock, I am I'm I'm dead to the world, and everybody doesn't understand. They're like, well, why don't you want to go out? Like, why do you want to do this? Like, literally exhausted. Like, I physically can't. I physically can't. But everything sort of ends in May. Like the sixth marathon majors will be over in April. I graduated May, and then comes June, and it's like. What do I do now? I know. I was just like, what are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah. No, exactly. And I think about that. And like, like most people are like, oh, like that's going to be so relaxing. And like, I'm like wired so weird. It's like giving me anxiety. I'm like, what am I going to do?
2: Something big, probably. She's going
3: to start a a band.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She'll probably go after her law degree next. Yeah. No nope, no more school. My student loans, man, I could probably afford a mansion in like San Francisco. <laughs> so, so we're not even going to school
1: is, is done.
2: OK, got it.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. What do you feel like has been able to keep yourself motivated through all this?
0: I don't think anything. Right. Because like some <laughs> days you wake up and you just you don't want to. Right. Like you don't want to do anything. And it's just like you have to. Right. It's like you sort of like you have this goal and you're working towards this thing and you have no choice. And I feel like that's a crappy position to be in. But at the same time, like that's what keeps you going, even when you there is no motivation left. Like I have a a 20 mile run on Sunday and it's what Monday and I'm already dreading Sunday. Like I know I don't want to do it, but I have no choice. Like I have to wake up and I have to get it done. Okay, why do you have to? Well, because I've come so far, right? Like, you don't come so far to just come this far. Okay. So if I don't run the 20, then, like, (laughs) what happens when I go into Tokyo, right? Like, the Tokyo Marathon has insane cutoffs. Most marathons have an ending cutoff, right? Like, you kind of do what you need to do on the course, you get to the end by a certain point, and you're good. Yeah. Tokyo, every 5K, they have a cutoff. (gasps) So it's like, if you stop to go to the bathroom in the first 5K – And, like, you get there and they have closed the road, you're done. No. Yeah.
1: And it's. And I've heard it's like one of those wacky game shows and they drop you down a tunnel into a big giant thing of foam. Is that true?
0: That would make it more exciting. If
1: it's not true, just tell us it is. (laughs) We don't want to know. (laughs) Goofball. You could totally see the Japanese doing that, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, just, like, throwing, like, slime on you, like, right. from the other side of the rope. Yep. Like, sorry, guys, you're done now. Okay, so when is the Tokyo Marathon? Tokyo is March 1st. Okay, are you a little worried with the virus? Yeah, I am absolutely terrified. And, like, that's why, like, sort of, like, Miami um, half marathon yesterday was sort of, like, a pace thing for me. Right? Like, how fast can I go? And okay. for how long can I go that fast? How did you do um, not great in the half because it was so hot and my body was just not used to it. My boyfriend usually runs like under like a two hour half and he did not do well yesterday either. But for the parts where like the weather felt good and like I felt good, I'm averaging now about 11 minutes per mile, which is good considering I finished New York City at like 16 minutes a mile. So I'm getting faster and I'm getting better. But like, like one wrong thing could happen in Tokyo, and I'm screwed. Oh. So, like, I just have to like like everything else, right? Like, you you can't stop. Like, you just have to keep going. And I'm like, I'm not going to stop to use the bathroom. Like, I'm just you just go. Like, well, that's it. You just keep going.
2: I'm pretty sure if you can run with a. Fractured foot. You're gonna I like can. tap dance through there <laughs> <laughs> without peeing. You'll be fine.
1: When I have to pee, I do my best tap dance.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. They'll just make me run faster. Really you go. Know, like I really gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's a lot of pressure you put on yourself.
2: Do you ever feel like that adds too much stress, or do you just kind
0: of always turn it back into motivation? it depends on the day it really does depend on the day like to say that like I don't wake up with anxiety about the Tokyo Marathon would be a lie. I absolutely like totally anxious like totally have like dreams of like so at the end of the, the line they have like these people with like balloons on them that like say that it's done so like I have nightmares now of, like people with balloons like holding balloons um <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't go see the movie In yeah and just, that's <laughs> what I was just gonna say it's like Pennywise like, right? like haunting my train <laughs> Wow. Uh, but it's like, right? Like, I signed up. I like paid a ton of money to do it. So I'm just I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do my best and, and see what happens. And if I have to do it again, then I'll have to do it again.
1: So how far in advance do you get there in order to kind of get used to the the time change?
0: So I live in New York. I am leaving on Wednesday. I get there on Thursday. So it's and the be marathon like, is what Sunday. It's the marathon
2: is Sunday. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay, so you got a little bit of time to kind of... A little bit of adjust. time.
2: And you'll be tapering. Yeah. So you'll have lots of uh,
0: time to stress yourself out. Exactly. And
1: then when do you come back?
0: I come back on Monday night.
1: Okay. So you get a little bit of time.
0: Not much. A enjoy. little bit of time after. A little bit of time to like kind of like flush out the legs. Because yesterday when we finished Miami, we got right on a plane. And like today, like I mm-hmm. feel like an 80-year-old woman. Like Parts of me are hurting that should not be hurting. So mm-hmm. sitting on a plane right after was not the best idea i ever had yeah i get that yeah (laughs) That, that makes sense
2: wow I mean I'm so excited for you. I'm also intimidated Thank for you. you. I mean as as a person who like <laughs> I am always afraid I take on too much and I have anxiety. I like I mm-hmm. it's hard for me not to project all of my anxiety <laughs> onto you. I'm like, "Oh my god, you only have a month and there's this flu and
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's like the other thing. Like the Oh my god, like so I'm in like all of like the marathon Facebook groups which are, you know, people who have done it before like giving you tips about whatever and like every single time like I open Facebook, it's like are people not going because of coronavirus? It's like we're all going. Like we're all gonna go. Yeah I think because the Hong Kong marathon was cancelled. Like that kind of like sent waves through like Japan is yeah. not China. Like it's two separate countries. Right. Like, absolutely. For people who like I'm like trying to explain. It's like if a flu broke out in Toronto, it doesn't mean I'm not gonna go to Florida. Like it's separate. Um, it, it absolutely yeah. is, you know. And
1: also like you can't live your life in fear either. You, That's you exactly how I was looking at stuff. I'm just like uh, you know, I'm very fatalistic.
2: He is. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're a good match because I get all like all worked up and he's like, eh, it'll be fine. What's the
1: likelihood? <laughs> that's What's the likely? The likelihood? worst that could happen. Get, get yes. run a virus is a good story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Unless you die.
1: As long as you live
3: through it, it's a good story.
2: <laughs> well, that's not going to happen to you because, like you said, Japan is not yeah. in the middle of China. It's right outside of it. And there aren't that many cases in Japan. It's almost all in China. So yeah, you'll be, and I'm sure you'll be monitoring if it moves. So
0: oh, no, absolutely. And if I don't, somebody on a Facebook group will like set up some kind of crazy alert, letting (laughs) letting us all know. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. The
1: internet is good when it comes to panicking.
0: (laughs) Right. They won't. Oh my (laughs) gosh! They
1: won't miss an opportunity.
2: You know, at the same time, I feel like this is a good time for you. You've been training for several years now. You've had mm-hmm. lots of things happen, and you've overcome every single one of them. So this is this is going to be go. a good one. This is going to be a good one. Thank you.
1: So, uh, what is your leaderboard name, and why isn't it Energizer Bunny?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so my leaderboard name is actually Wonder Woman. Okay. Yeah,
3: that'll, do. that'll uh, I'll, do. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And yeah, so a few years ago, when sort of all of this started, and I started school, somebody just kind of like in an offhanded way like said it in a sentence, and I was like, okay, I yeah, like I I'll, I'll take that, and that yeah, be kind of that's my Peloton identity now. I love it. Yeah, that's great. I love that You're so positive about it. Like you have all these things, all these plates
2: in the air, and you're just like, I got it, I got it. You just keep going. You have to,
0: because <laughs> one plate falls, it all. It all comes crashing down. <laughs> well, do you have any advice for people just starting their journey? I think if you are starting your journey with fitness or with running, it's just mind over matter, right? Mind, Get your mind right first. If you get your mind right, then your body will follow, right? Like never, ever say that you can't, right? And I feel like that's something that a lot of the Peloton instructors say all the time. Like you, you can, you absolutely can. There is no reason unless there is like a physical reason that you can't, that you can't, you can So just sort of like wrap your head around whatever it is that you want for yourself. If that's even just like going outside and running a mile for the first time, get that in your head and set the plan and get out there every single day until you have completed that mile. And then it's like I feel like from there, like once you do like that one thing that you think you couldn't do, it's like, all right, I got this. Like, what else can I do? And it just kind of like grows from there. That's a great advice.
1: It is. I find it fascinating how different people are motivated by different things cuz I don't know which instructor it is, but the one that's always like you don't have to you get to and you're the exact, you're the exact oh, opposite. Sims, yeah. you're, you're like no, you have to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like but both of those are valid. Totally. You know? Yeah. That's that's the thing.
3: Cuz yeah. she's not you know you
0: what you to. two ex teachers they are <laughs> so I guess you could see how our classrooms were different.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. That's a very
2: good point. Very good point.
1: But it's just it's just interesting how different people take to different things yeah. as their philosophy on how to how to tackle.
2: Yeah, because I feel like mm-hmm. you you're kind of like you are a person who shows up for yourself. If you tell yourself you're gonna do something you do it. There is no option to not do it. And let Mm -hmm. me tell you, that's great for people who have that ability. But there are those of us who can justify the shit out of any
3: reason
2: (laughs) to not (laughs) show up. I mean, if I have a tummy ache, I probably shouldn't be running. I'm pretty sure, you know, like I can totally talk myself Mm -hmm. out of anything. And so, you know, there's good. It's both of those are really good to have both of those kinds of pushing out there available to people.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, another thing is write it down. Like, that's something that I am big on. Like, every single day, I write down everything I have to do. And, like, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I have this, like, weird feeling. Like, if I go to bed and, like, there's something on there that I didn't do, that I was supposed to do. Do So, I think, like, having it in writing, like, having it in front of your face all day is, like, a reminder, like, you need to get out there today. Like, you need to do this and that.
2: Do you ever put things on there that you just want to get to that you don't have to get to? sometimes
0: okay and then like that's when i will sort of like rationalize in my head like oh i could totally move that to like tuesday okay right and then like tuesday becomes thursday and you know but yeah Yeah. things like that but I think for the most part, like my running, my school, it's usually and this is awful and I hope nobody from my job listens, but I feel like most of the time it's like my employment stuff. I'm like, hey, I can do that another day. Like I gotta, like, you know, I have deadlines for school and I gotta get out there today and run and I have strength training in the afternoon. Oh I was supposed to that was a deadline. I'll have that for you guys on Friday. <laughs> It's so all about which priorities we have.
2: That's absolutely true. And Robin says that all the time,
0: you know? Mm-hmm.
1: And we'll make two versions of this one that you can share with your coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> and then one for everyone else. Well,
0: I love my job. What are you talking about? I everything for them first. That's going in the, the version
3: for
1: your yes. coworker. For sure. We'll use that as a pull quote at the beginning. And they probably won't even listen to, to the end. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, thank you so much for taking time to join us today. Before we go, where can people find you on social media if you would, in fact, like to be found?
0: Um, They can find me on social media. On Instagram is usually the easiest. My Instagram is at Rangers Girl, R-A-N-G-E-R-Z-G-R-L. Awesome. And thank you for being so flexible about the interview time. I really appreciate oh, that. Oh, no problem. <laughs> It was a thing that I got to move off of my to-do list, so I was like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, she loves
1: to procrastinate, so ultimately, <laughs> you're welcome.
2: Well, uh, good luck with Tokyo, yes. and keep us updated, because we would love to hear how that turns out. And tell us if we'll put your finisher picture in our newsletter
0: that week. So that would be awesome. Oh, no problem. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Talk to you later.
1: So, I guess that brings uh, another one to a close. What pray tell do you have in store for people next week?
2: We are going to talk to Priyanka Gadinsky, who was a joy to talk to and uh, she and when I say was like she still is it's right. not just in past tense. <laughs> um, and uh, she has such a fabulous weight loss story to tell but it's not just weight loss it's what she did with it afterwards how she has changed everything in her life you guys are not going to want to miss this
1: awesome well until then where can people find you?
2: People can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, on the bike, and of course, the tread at Clipout Crystal.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash The Clipout. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast from. And of course, swing on by The Clipout.com where you can sign up for the newsletter and get everything emailed to you in one concise newsletter. Format. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling
2: and running.